Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Ignite Your Success podcast. And I'm joined by my business partner, Mr. Jason Urbanowicz. The crowd goes wild. Hear him go. Welcome, sir. Hey, gun bud. I'm uh, I'm amazing. I'm uh, fantastic, and I'm uh, excited for this podcast. Yes. I'm not sure what it's about, but I'm no, excited for you it. Got, no, you got no idea. I'm going to no. spring it on you. Yeah, so right. here we go. Today we're going to be talking about, ladies and gentlemen, all about business models, business systems. Because what we often find is the conversations that we have around the office here at Trainer mm. HQ, the situations that are occurring with our clients, we often find it, it gives us plenty of good content to speak about. So we want to share some of this stuff with our listeners today. So I'll kick it off. And the first things about this concept of when you're taking that stepping stone, big fella, of mm. I'm now ready to hire my first personal trainer. And that is I'm either underneath the roof of a commercial gym, I'm a, I'm a rent-based PT, or I've got my own facility or studio and it's time to take that next step. So today we're going to start speaking a little bit about the business model and a bit about, I guess, some of the potential maybe pitfalls that people might think, fall into. I think pitfalls, fuck-ups, all that stuff's really <laughs> that's good to cover. It? It's the way to learn, isn't it? Hey, uh, let's call them lessons. Yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. I've become a really good problem solver over the years. You know why? Well, why is that? Because I fucked up a lot, so <laughs> you had to be, I had to become a really good problem solver. So that skill has then helped me. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. that skill is now helping me with other people to stop them doing a similar thing. Absolutely. So that's why I want to share. So let's let, let's get to the nitty gritty of it. All right. Let's say that mm. uh, first, probably pitfall trap we see. You're yep. a rent-based personal trainer, you're under, underneath the roof of a commercial facility mm-hmm. and you've hit capacity and you're like, all right, it's time to now take that next stepping stone and, and cross the chasm into be, going from solo independent um, you know, owner of a, of a PT business into mm. more formalized business owner. And the way I define business owner is you've got a system You've got people, you've got processes that work for you, which means that you're not 100% responsible for 100% of the revenue that comes into your business. So that's that's kind of step number one, is it, a big fellow? Like when people actually make that decision, it's quite a big jump for many of our clients. It can, it can be a big jump, very daunting. Uh, there's a number of things that pop up. We'll have enough clients you know, to provide for the new trainer. I think that people like the idea of it, mm. uh, help more people. So there's a lot to consider and there's a lot to go on because for the most part, I guess they've just tried to make their own business a success by themselves uh, in the first instance. So yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of things that they have to consider. Yeah, and definitely some of these false limiting beliefs pop up and, you know, to address some of those straight up, like mm. you just said, hey, I've got myself to capacity or to the sessions I'm, I'm at, but hold on, now I'm responsible for somebody else and I've got to now get that person to 25, 30, 35 sessions a week and suddenly there's this 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 potential, what do we call it, you know, burden of responsibility that uh, they sometimes feel. Yeah, I would agree. And even to get to that point, we've had this experience with a client of ours who was, you know, about to embark on hiring their first PT. But it was always, I'll hire the PT when I get to what? How many sessions was it? Uh, was it? I think it was like thirty-five sessions. Um, and uh, funny enough, it never actually got there. So I would be get to thirty-three, go back to thirty, you know, back to thirty-three, and so the target was never reached, which meant they never really had to do it. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and as a result, when we broke it down and looked at it, <laughs> funny enough, if, if it was a financial thing, which is what I explored, uh, this particular person had had a pr- price increase and ever, 
uh, since they started and they, you know, you think 30 something sessions, yes. a $10, even a $10 price increase over each session, it's another $300 per week. What we should be quickly figured out didn't need to hit 35 sessions. So then it become more about, well, what's the real issue? Yes. So. Yeah. Um, and fascinating. So, and that, that, what would that story there, we see many versions of this and it can become a metaphor for, for stopping someone doing it. So first things first, I guess, to overcome that is that number one, if you're going to take on a trainer, the way we view it is that although you're responsible for, you know, the, the lead generation, the marketing, the systems, the processes in your own business, when you're running your own business, you want to set it up in such a way that we you view it as a two way street. So you market it and you attract the right person who, you know, treats it from the perspective of they're there to service the clients from your business as well as they play an active role in introducing new people into your business so mm. it's not up to jason as the business owner to to bring in this miraculously make arrive these 25 30 35 sessions a week instead mm. to go well you'll definitely play a part in putting clients there but at the same time you're going to show them processes and get them using your systems and methodology on how to generate those clients as well and the the words i always use is a two-way street yeah, now there's there's two, I guess, two sides, right? We've seen and, and we've experienced this and we'll talk about that. There's the people that uh, probably delay doing it for some of the reasons we say. And then there's the other side where people jump into it. Mm. They've, they've got that type of personality where they're, you know, they're ripped, tear and bust. Yep. However, there's a lot of things that go wrong and that you need to be aware of and know in order to hire people. So I've got the, I've got the enthusiasm, I've got the drive, I've already put the ad out, I'm, I'm trying this, but what I haven't worked out is the, the nuts and bolts of how to make this thing a success. So I guess for you, mate, uh, let's talk about that. What were some of the things that you uh, figured out earlier on in the piece when you, you know, you went from, a solo trainer yourself yes. to 13 trainers doing over 200 hours per week that just doesn't miraculously happen <laughs> what were some of the the i guess the pitfalls that you that you found out the hard way or the things that you you had to go through uh in in the first instance yeah to, yeah to, be able to hire a trainer absolutely it was, it was definitely that one that we were just describing then it was the uh, the notion or the idea that it's now up to me to produce every single client it's now my responsibility to bring every single client in and that brought with a certain level of um, I guess the word might be stress or pressure or whatever and although I was passionately driven to try and make this happen it was like well once I, I, I realized that it, it's not all up to me I that's why you build a team you build a team of, of like-minded people who want to be a part of it want to help it grow and, and fulfill your mission as well um, so that was that was that part once I overcome that part the next part was the nuts and bolts in terms of the financial structure and the money mm -hmm. side of it and so uh, from that perspective uh, we do see this happen a bit even in this day age uh in the you know you we put it someone puts a trainer on board all guns blazing yep happy days but we haven't really meticulously worked out every single dollar and where every single dollar is tracking and i know for a fact that you know 20 something years ago when i started doing it i really hadn't looked at that either it was just like here's the bit of money that comes in here and of that money here's the bit that i get and here's the bit that my trainer will get yep. but i hadn't really considered all the other stuff and so that's a, a major pitfall so, so meaning that you could, uh, I mean, and, and the one thing that I experienced in the early days as well, and you, uh, and what we see a lot of is that I go to hire my first trainer, and uh, I'm thinking more like a trainer rather than a than a uh, a business owner. Meaning like, oh, okay, well, there's no way you're going to work for me unless I give you half, fifty fifty split. Yes, you know, no trainer's going to want to work for me, you know, unless there's that. Yes, however, like you said, but. You're taking all the risk. You're, you're now responsible for the lead gen, the marketing. If you're in a gym, you, uh, you don't have your own facility. You're, you're paying an additional rent for yes. a trainer. Whittle that all the way down, takes out the tax, everything else. 
you know, we've seen it time and time again that, uh, you know, now you might be making seven or ten bucks per session. per session off that trainer, but you're doing all this additional work and taking on this additional, I guess, what you would say, uh, uh, risk to some regards because you're now responsible and reliable for these other elements. Yes. It's just such a trap to fall into. Yeah. That thinking that you're still thinking like an employee yeah. rather than a business owner. And I guess that's the part to address, right? How are you actually thinking as you go into this? Yes, absolutely. And so if we were to break this down, like to, to give um, everyone listening to this and, and viewing this some numbers and figures, and, and I'm just going to use some very round sort of basic numbers on a, on a very what I would call a sort of similar or, or familiar structure that you might see around the country in Australia, even around the world in rent-based facilities. Let's say if a charge-out fee was um, $77, and I'd say in 2021 for a 45-minute session, $77 would be a, a, a average or maybe conservative figure to charge someone for a one-on-one 45-minute PT session. Depends on where you're at. I'm sure plenty of people listening to this are doing way more, and I'm sure others are thinking, wow, I'd love to get 77 bucks." But from, from, from our knowledge and perspective and what we see, that's probably a pretty conservative yeah. figure. Yeah. First thing is the GST. So the GST is not your money in Australia. You're collecting the goods and services tax on behalf of the government. So you just, you're becoming a bank. The, that's 10% and that's why I've used the figure of $77. We take off the $7 and we put that straight into a separate account, into a GST account, a bank account. We don't touch it. So that money arrives into, into the business bank account. The first step we need to do is to make sure that we don't even touch that money because it is not your money. Put that over into the GST account. That leaves us with $70. Now with $70, we, need, we also need to pay a gym rent. Now, depending upon what gym you're at, Around the country, we see it, you know, $300 is, would be pretty common. Yeah. If it was $250, we still see that, and sometimes as low as $200, mm-hmm. but sort of somewhere in that range. So if we took the middle of that, 250 bucks, and then we went, all right, well, that means that now for every single session, we can figure out how much gym rent needs to be partioned off per session in this example. So we go at a minimum of 25 sessions a week, that's five sessions a day, five days a week. And these are 45-minute sessions, by the way, and that's quite, a, in my opinion, a, a very conservative and minimum target or figure that a trainer should get to inside 12 weeks because that literally equates to 17 and a half hours of work, which is yeah. it's not a heavy workload, is it? Um, so if we can get, that would be your minimum target. So then we go, of every single session that we perform, $10 now gets attributed to gym rent. So I've taken my $70, I've now taken $10 off it, and that leaves $60. Now, with the $60 left, there's two parts to it. I've got to, of course, pay the trainer a, a fair and reasonable wage fee, and depending upon whether they're under a, an employee arrangement, casual employee, whatever that might look like, or a contractor arrangement, that part needs to get sorted. And then the you, you need to have a profitable business, and there's a yeah. margin that goes with the business, and that part is... You as the business owner, that's your profit and that's what it's your, also your pre-tax profit. So you're still going to need to pay business tax off that. You're going to need to pay business expenses, uh, marketing, lead gen, all that sort of stuff. So the, if, we, if we break that down, if I was just to split that down the centre and make mm. it nice and clean, that's $30 moves over to the trainer. That's the fee that you got paid for conducting that session. And then $30 moves over to the business as the, the profit. So then we look at that and we go, well, for the trainer's perspective, they're getting paid $30 for a 45-minute session. But in, in actual fact, if we were to put that into a, an hourly rate, 
that equates to $40 per hour. That's the amount that they would, they would be getting paid. So in an industry where the award rate sits at you know, 26, 27 or 28, yep. whatever it might look at per as a as award per hour, you're getting paid well above the award rate in that instance. And what it enables the business owner to do with that $30 is to be profitable. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, you know, one thing to point out, you just rattled that off the tongue like it was talking about, you, you know, your, your daily activities and for some people watching you like watching this going holy moly this, this is the experience right this is this is 20 odd plus years in the industry being in business figuring all this stuff out to just rattle it off and you can see why some people you know they fall fall into being discouraged by it or they just don't simply know what they need to be doing uh, and bad decisions get made bad choices get made and my opinion is that for the most part with money or in business, we need to have an intellectual relationship with what we're doing, which means learning all this stuff from someone who's been there, done it, knows, or you take the time to learn it all, which is, of course, the longer way around, but that's what you need to do. Having an emotional relationship with business decisions, finances, money is a, is a trap for disaster. Like when you're saying, oh, I, I should pay this person that, or I'm mm. going to feel bad if they don't have this, that's, that is not the right approach. In business, and if you speak to anyone who's successful in business, they'll 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 tell you the similar thing. We need to have an intellectual relationship with that. The emotional part has no part to play in figuring out the part that Brad has just run you through. And again, that's why people make bad decisions and that one lack of knowledge, lack of understanding how to structure their business when they're doing this, this stuff, lack of support, and then let the emotions get in the way. Going well, I, I need to pay this person X amount. Yeah, and, and and they're all again, once again, it's going to be a recipe for disaster. So if you can't articulate it and break it down and have all that information in front of you, like Brad had just said, then that's what you actually one hundred percent need to do before you start making decisions. Now, all this sounds like a bit of doom and gloom, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to cover this stuff because there's so much, in my opinion, there, there's so much ill-advised education out there or mm. people claiming that they know how to be coaches and they're not. And uh, we've seen it firsthand with other people who have come to us. Mm. And this example Brad's talking about, yep. we've actually sat down someone and go, who worked this out for you? Was this you? Oh, no, I had another coach and they go well i'm i hate to break be the bearer of bad news but mm. that person has not done it themselves or they got no idea because you're literally making four bucks a session yep which leaves them in shock total shock so it's very important that you seek the right advice like you would with getting an accountant or anything when you're setting this part up because it's crucial on the flip side to what we've been talking about is just a, a whole new range of possibilities and freedom, flexibility and increased profitability, great lifestyle. And I guess that's the next part of it. Yeah. Is that why would you want to learn all this stuff and do it? Absolutely. Yeah. And just back to that in terms of the, we, like I've had someone, you know, was making four bucks per session. This person was running, you know, they had a, a couple of trainers on board. They were doing, you know, four plus thousand dollars per week of, of actual business turnover. So from the outside looking in, you're like, it's, you say to someone, I'm doing yeah. over four grand a week. It's pretty impressive. But what we found is that, that because there was not enough margin in there, basically that person was becoming like a bank. They were kind of collecting all the money and then just sort of paying it all back out again, and they were left with a, a smaller amount. So we identified that part really quickly. Um, the other bit to it is on from that perspective on that psychological part that you spoke of, and and not buying into you know popular thought or, or what might be out there. It's like someone may say, "Well, hold on, charge seventy seven dollars, and and you're only getting paid thirty bucks of that." Hold on, that doesn't make sense. But 
as you can see, we've broken down a whole business model and a yeah. structure, and that's what it's all about. Now that there, there can be incentives in there when when your trainer goes to a next level, hits certain targets, they could move up to thirty two, thirty five, thirty seven dollars a session, and that obviously mm. shifts the margin. But if you, let's say you were to be collecting, you know, conservatively twenty five dollars per session that your trainer does, and your trainer mm. does twenty five sessions a week, that's six hundred and twenty five dollars of passive revenue or income potentially that comes into the business, and multiply that out with you can get your second trainer and your third trainer and it, it, you start to see that now what we're building is our business. And one, one thing that just popped in my mind is you were talking about the GST. You mentioned GST and some people might be watching this going, well, I'm, I'm not even paying GST. You know, I'm, I'm, you know there's, there's money getting stashed away. Un, uh, under the, under the uh, mattress. Uh, wink, 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 you know. And, uh, or you're just not that level yet. But if, you're a, if your aspirations are to have a sustainable business, strong and profitable business, you know, have a home, you know, you, you're going to need to show that your business is, you know, profitable and you make that money. So that's my first thing about that. Don't, if you're in the business and you want to be successful, you know, trying to take cash and avoid, pay, that's that's also not the way that you'll see anybody successfully do it. Uh, the other part is that when you do get to the point where you are paying GST, if you're not now, then you also need to be mindful of that with your charge out prices, etc. So we, I've had a, Someone I helped not long ago that uh, they, they did tip over into then having to pay GST, but their fees stayed the same. So mm. what does that mean? Well, as Brad said, if that was 70 and, and they're now paying GST, now they're going to pay that part of it. So now they're not actually getting that amount. So my simple advice was you need to add the GST component to it. They'd never had a price increase. The next part, best part was that they hadn't had a price increase ever, so they increased it slightly higher, and mm. so their increase in revenue went up as well. So not only did they not cop it because they were, they were actually, they didn't realise that they they um, this was happening, and I think it was actually at their, a cost of 15 grand. Mm. So you'd rather that 15 grand in your, and then your pocket, uh, and with the price slight, like, pre, slight, First day of the new lips, slight price increase <laughs> as well. It actually meant that their revenue went up. Yes, for, yeah. the, for the following year, financial year, big big trap to fall into. So, and yeah, the best way to give yourself a ten percent pay drop <laughs> by not by not uh, on charging it. And there, I guess there's other ways of looking at it because you because you are a business, you can discuss it in terms of fee plus GST, and yep. that is another way to yep. go about. So it's actually not seventy seven dollars. We charge seventy dollars plus GST. Yeah, and that's what they did. Yeah, yeah and the, the beauty of that is that once again we we separate the two, and it's not just like you know we're looking at the the overall. Uh, bigger figure, uh, so to speak. So you, you can you can see why it's important to to again seek out advice, you know, reputable advice when when you're looking at doing this stage. Because uh, I mean, you've had it, I've had it. That's yep. what we're here. That's what we do. We, we we're aiming to stop <laughs> a lot of these costly mistakes that that we had to learn the hard way when we started out. You know, spent tens of thousands of hours learning, educating, you know, to have this stuff and help others. So definitely yeah. seek out advice be it with us or somebody else that's reputable. Just, just you know, if you're going to this next stage and you're not sure how to do it, make sure you get help. Yeah, and um, also there may be people listening to this and, and thinking, well, hold on, I wouldn't be the person to work for $30. If I knew that I was getting charged out for 77 I wouldn't work for $30 a session. Fair enough. You know, you you if, if that's the case, you, you may be the type of person who prefers to do it yourself. You might more have the entrepreneurial spirit or whatever that might be. You're probably the same person who's comfortable paying a gym rent. You're probably a person who's comfortable paying tax and GST and all the rest of it. What we're talking about here is when you're attracting the right type of team members into your business, you're probably looking for the type of person who 
wants to be part of a team. They're probably not the person who's super pumped with paying a, a well, $250, $300 gym rent. They don't want to run a business. They don't want to run a business. They want to, they're a great trainer, outstanding at what they do. They do a great job and they want to turn up and train people and do what they're best at. And they may even not be that great at sales uh, or any of that sort of stuff. And therefore you go, okay, cool. If that's the case, well, we will educate you on our strategies and how to, how to bring more leads in, but yeah. I'll take control of the sales process and, as the business owner, I'll be the one who who I'll convert the clients, no problem at all, because you've got that part down pat. But so that's the type of person that you're looking for, and that's across the board in the industry. Not every real estate agent wants to run their own real estate business. They yes, just, they just want to turn up and do what they like they want to do. You know, yeah. so it's the same thing. So on the flip side, now we've covered the things that I guess you'd say like be mindful of. You got to be you got to be knowledgeable about. But there's so much great reward. If you are the type of person who goes, look, I really want to mm. see what I'm capable of. And I've said it time and time again, business is the best personal development program on the planet because it, it just can keep delivering more and more for you to step up and grow as an individual. And mm. that's what I love about business per se. Um, you know, otherwise you'd be in a job. So what's the other what's the great things about then building a team? What did you experience and what are some of the things that we've seen firsthand about, you know, if you're hiring your first team member or, yep. or beyond? Yeah, a couple of bits. Um, first things first is just in increasing your own, you know, professional um, and personal development. So it's like, all right, what I want to do now is I want to give back. I'm so passionate about everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. It's now time to start teaching people my strategy, my methodology, and and uh, that's step number one. Step number two is I want to move beyond this thing called professional loneliness, where it's me, I'm the head honcho, I'm the CEO, I'm the salesperson, I'm also the person that delivers the session as the, and does the admin and does the social posting and all the rest of it. So it's like now what I've now got is this um, support network and I'm starting to build something greater than myself. And it moves beyond, you know, just the there's a, there's a monetary part to it, but more importantly, there's the the part where you do get to share all this stuff with other people and get to assist in other people's growth and development. Yeah, I, I, I certainly loved it and that part about being able to help more people, you know, provide more you know, opportunities as well. Like when I look at our, you know, I guess I'd say like 98, at least percent of all the people that we work with since 2007, that's their ambitions. They want to, you know, if it's one trainer, four trainers, we've, you know, we've had people have had up to 40 trainers that they've hired using our methods and systems. Yes, yes. Uh, And, you know, the, the same the feedback's always the same. You know, it's like they've provided these opportunities for people that don't want to start a business. Mm. So the part that is not obvious that I like about what we do is that we're contributing to growing and expanding the industry for, for more opportunities. But on the flip side, then you've got a business that can run with or without you. Yep. So go away on holidays, all these classic things that normally are a concern for solo uh, business owners, self-employed, mm. not just in our industry but across the board. Mm. Those things start to remove. You know, you've 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 got that flexibility, you've got the freedom, you've got designing your lifestyle. You know, you can increase your profitability. They're all the things that I go. Why would you do all this? And it's such a liberating feeling, but one that you know will will we'll have to cause you to rise up and develop and be be better across the board and. It's just, it's hard to, there's no better feeling in my opinion mm. than to be able to go, hey, I've got this business that just runs with or without me. Yes. Uh, we've currently got Brad Davis uh, from BDPT over from WA's moved over here. Yep. We met him a couple of years ago, solo PT. Now he's got nine trainers working for him, has a gym that he took over. And, and now that runs over there while he's over on the East Coast here living on the Sunshine Coast because that's what he wanted to do. Yes. 
So, you know, that's a quick snapshot of what's possible and uh, that business just runs with without him. Yeah, so good and um, so good to see. And I guess within that then we go, well, if your mission is to serve more people or to have a more positive impact on more people's lives, how do you do that? Well, me, Brad, as a solo trainer, I can service X number of clients. But with my team, I built up a team of 13 trainers. Mm-hmm. Well, now we get to impact all these other people's lives. We get, you know, the, the footprint that we leave is huge. And, and we call it the ripple effect, you know. So it starts mm. with going, all right, starts with one person and then, and then we have a trainer who's servicing 20 or 30 sessions a week and and then it just continues on and, and that part's super cool. So we'll, we'll, we'll have people, right, come in uh, to, our, uh, to our, our program, our network. They'll, they'll join the Train HQ community and they, uh, they start with, they like the idea yep. of the possibility yep. of uh, hiring a trainer. Maybe some people are different. They think, oh, I think in a year, and and uh, again, we're we're never surprised. But they are when it's like three months down the track. They're <laughs> at capacity. They've got no more room. They've they're built up. They've had price increases, and they're going well. You know, it's time to that decision. Yeah. And I love the fact that you have got the choice, and then they they see the model. They see it because it's a lack of confidence and knowledge yep. that stops people really the ability to go. Well, I'm not sure how to do it, how to go about it. Yeah. Once they see all that. And you know, seeing is believing, and they see everybody else that I guess has come through before them, and yep. and it builds confidence. And you know, again, we'll see people go. They were, they were expecting to do it in twelve months' time, but you know, three months down the track, they're they're now <laughs> calling us, going, "Well, okay, let's get this set of hire the team member going now because I'm I'm ready." Yeah, it's a great problem to have. I'm I'm fully booked and I'm at capacity, and I've still got new inquiries and leads coming through, and it's the obvious choice for me to do. Uh, the other thing to note is that this is completely applicable transferable to if you own your own pt studio mm. if you run a mobile outdoor business if you run an, an out strictly outdoor business so this this model just transfers right across the way now the figures i i spoke about before the is the gym rent 250 or 300 bucks a week but if you run your own studio of course you figure out the cost of to keep the doors open and then from there i'll work backwards from there and i might put a cost per trainer and i might go okay cool it costs mm. uh, 800 bucks a week to keep these doors open. All right, well, if I've got four trainers, that means that $200 a week from each of the four trainers needs to contribute to this facility to keep this place going. Yeah, MMA, we've had MMA studios, same thing, hiring hiring coaches to take the sessions and other team members. It's applicable across the board. We just used that one example yeah, of the yeah the PT rent in the gym. It's that's applicable, like Brad said, across the board. Yeah, the um the only trap that uh, could people could fall into, but is hearing what you just what they heard me say on this podcast today and go, uh, that's it, that's the model. All right, seventy seven. That 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 that. that. <laughs> don't stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, the reason being is that that doesn't apply to every single situation, circumstance, and so forth. So what you need to do is you need to get get help from somebody that's been there and done it, do your own due diligence, set it up in such a way so that it suits your particular well, business model. This is for entertainment purposes. Yeah. We're not financial advisors. We're not giving out advice. We're not. If you, if you If you want to do this stuff, you need to go and seek out proper uh, you know, coaching, get get proper advice for you. Like you see on YouTube, everywhere else, we're not giving, telling you what to do. It's not advice. It's for entertainment purposes. <laughs> but if you, if you are going to look at doing it, you need to seek out advice. So... Um, we're not saying go and charge $77. We're not saying do this. We're saying that's what's possible. <laughs> um, and I've always wanted to say that. Yeah. I always see the other videos. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. Go, yeah. Go, hey, it's a this disclaimer. Is, this is, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just here. You know, yeah. Usually uh, in the in the radio commercials, they say it really quickly at the end, don't they? Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. So um, over to you. I mean, uh, as we start to wrap this up, hopefully this has made some sense for those of you who want to take the step. If I was to summarise it, I'd go, those of you that want to go down this path, it is an incredibly rewarding path to go down. It is an incredibly great journey. And what it means from your perspective is that you do have the ability to grow your business to that next level. We've often, when we launched this business 14 years ago, what uh, when we commenced our very first seminar back in 2008, what we said then the seminar was called how we earned a hundred thousand dollars a year whilst working 20 hours or less per week and so 200 100 grand a year it's about two grand a week you know quite quite or incredibly doable for someone with the right system and methodology with this system that we just spoken of today you have your first trainer on board and let's say you were to you know, receive a passive income of somewhere in the vicinity of five, six, potentially $700 per week once we've taken out all the expenses. That's your first trainer. Put your second trainer on board, put your third trainer on board and you're getting yourself very close to that $2,000 per week Mm. figure, if not there already. So, you know, instead of going, how do I make a hundred grand a year whilst exchanging 20 hours a week of, of physical sessions? How do I make a hundred grand a year whilst exchanging zero sessions per week and and that part there in my opinion is a pretty attractive quality that's for sure yeah and my final take on this is what i hear you say all the time at seminars and it's just suspend judgment but stay open-minded to the possibility uh you know people go i'm not sure how how would i do it would it work in my all those things are limitations that you'll you'll put on yourself to not even take that first step to inquire so if you listen to this and if you're still here you, it's, it's something that i dare say resonates with you you've got interest otherwise you would have switched off just be mindful of that that limiting thought process or or mindset or beliefs that you know false beliefs that brad was talking about earlier and just stay open to go well what what maybe what would happen if i explored that maybe mm. if other people have done it why can't i you know, who do i contact who do i reach out do i just start the conversation just to explore and that's how anything starts but we hear it a lot too we'll go oh, i wouldn't work in my gym it wouldn't work here it wouldn't work for mobile it wouldn't work in my town See, seen know. someone else do it yeah yeah that, it didn't work badly and, you know. yeah yep you know, it's hard to find good trainers. There's a list of things, and we're here to tell you. <laughs> you go and search on our website and case studies, success stories. You know, every year, 160 odd students come through. Uh, we've got a we've got a lot of evidence to back up that this stuff works. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here doing this you know, podcast right now. Absolutely. All right, gang, uh, we'll be signing off there. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Ignite Your Success podcast. Thank you for joining me, sir. And yeah. um, oh, Thank you. thanks. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Bye bye again. It's been a pleasure for you to watch us. <laughs>